Hi, I'm Georgia Love, and you're listening to the Bachelor of Hearts podcast. What do you do with an arts degree? I'm still not sure I know. I skipped three years worth of lectures just to binge watch awful shows. There must be some scholarship for accruing worthless knowledge. It's my only talent, honey. That and losing money. Let your excess hex debts rest and then just join us while we start on our bachelor. Bachelor. No? <laughs> <laughs> Hello. Welcome to. <laughs> <laughs> I give up. Wow! And, and hello, listeners, as well! <laughs> Blah. <laughs> What's happening? Hi! Welcome to Bachelor of Hearts, where we're talking about Bachelor in Paradise. I'm here with Max Quinn. Say hi to the people, Max. Hello. Hi to the people. <laughs> and Xavier RN, short for right now. It's not true. It's true. <laughs> We're talking about Rose eating, really cringy confessions of love, Canadians. Uh, what else? Uh, mm, by unrepresentation mm. and falling in love with people that you don't know very well. Mm. Hey, you know all is, about uh, that, don't you? <laughs> I think the main, the, main, <laughs> the main topic I wanted to get to this week. Yeah. And it's been... Uh, uh, <laughs> the main topic I want to get to this week is, what is your name? Oh, my <laughs> name. I thought people just knew. Well, <laughs> they probably do. Let's be real. But I'm Kelly Dawn Helmreich. What up? Hey. Hi. Welcome to the show, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> that was quite good. I like that little, these are the topics. Well, they're the topics. You're it's right. good. I really like that. Maybe we should make that a running theme moving forward. Do you know, um, in uh, the profession that I am in, forward promoting things, uh, before telling people what you're going to talk about before you talk about them, actually a surprising technique for, keep, for keep people listening. It's like when you write an essay and you have to outline everything that you're going to talk about in the essay. Mm, you tell them what you tell them and then you tell them and then you mm. tell them what you told them. Yeah. Mm. What is your profession, Max? I noticed uh, you didn't tell us about that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I work down the mines. Oh, okay. Right down in them. And so right forward down. announcing things is really important to that yeah. kind of work. Well, you've got to tell really them what you're going to mine. paying attention. So the forward announcing that I would do down at the mine is like, I'd be like, Mining! And then everyone would know that there would be mining going on. And then I I would stop mining and I'd be like, I finished mining! And then the mining people would be like, oh, thank fuck, he's done. Yeah. (laughs) Because then it's their zing. Exactly, yeah. Um, So, yeah, it keeps them on their toes. (laughs) Well, good. Uh, With that out of the way. (laughs) Oh, Xavier, I just got it. Right? It's good. Yeah, it is good. Yeah, mm-hmm. you're absolutely right. What did you get? <laughs> the difference between words. mining and daring. Oh. Like, maybe we should be focusing a bit less on mining and a little more on, like, <laughs> housing, you know? <laughs> it's 2018. <laughs> oh, dear. 
Okay, all right. Hey, let's talk about some Bachelor because there was some weird shit that happened this week in two middle-of-the-road episodes, I want to say. Yeah, uh, I agree. Um, These are two episodes that made me upset uh, and bored in somewhat equal measures, I guess. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) Kelly, your hangover has amplified about 300 (laughs) times since I pressed record. (laughs) You are doing so fine. <laughs> What's going on? It just feels really real. Oh no! Well, I mean, this is going out to dozens it's the pressure. of listeners. <laughs> yeah, um, well, I think you're doing great. Yeah, I'm doing okay. <laughs> it just fix it in the editing. It's fine. Oh yeah, I'll, I'll turn up the what peppiness, <laughs> charisma button. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, I'm doing great. Thanks for asking, everyone. And uh, yeah, let's talk about Bachelor. It was a bad. It was a bad time. What? Okay, um, so t- let's talk about the bad things that we're going to cover. What was hmm. the thing that upset you the most? The, uh, the main thing that upset me is um, something that's been, I guess, bubbling away under the surface, and we were. It, w- it was confirmed this week um, that the Bachelor in Paradise producers. Uh, queer baited the Australian public, uh, convinced them that they were about to see a same-sex relationship or even just a same-sex kiss on screen. Uh, and in reality, it turned out not to be that way. And, it, you know, they they painted it that way so they could get more viewers. And uh, it's really very disgusting and cynical and I'm not happy. Should we talk about what we mean by queer baiting? Because it's not... I yeah, guess a real mm. wor- w- word. Yeah, I guess it's, it's a it's a technique. <laughs> it's a technique that, that seems too positive. Yeah, it's, it's a tactic, I guess. Tactic. That, um, producers of film and TV and books and all sorts of things use to appeal to queer or queer friendly audiences uh, in order to make them believe that there will be some exploration, discussion, or portrayal. I guess mm. of. Uh, you know, queer people or relationships or whatever uh, in that media um, in order to, you know, get people through the door and get viewers and readers and that sort of thing, uh, when in actuality it's uh, not all it's presented to be. Yeah, I mean, we should say that there has been discussions about mm-hmm. um, bisexuality where, you know, introduced uh, to to Megan, who is bisexual, and they have sparked that conversation, but the problem is with the promos that Channel 10 were pushing uh, before the show started yeah. that were uh, implying that she was in a in a relationship with a woman during the show. And I want to make it very, very clear that, like, you're not any less of a queer person or, a you know, a... a a bisexual person or whatever, however you would choose to define yourself if you're just in a relationship with the opposite sex or anything like that. Like, mm. that, has, that has no bearing on it and it's not what we're discussing. Yeah, her choice has, has no no bearing on what is, like, upsetting us. It's it's that um, they really pushed it to make it seem like Megan was in a relationship or in some sort of affair with Alora. Mm. Okay, and so uh, let me uh, be the um, the layman here. And say that, and surmise that the upsetting thing is that we've been misled by Channel 10 and the producers to believe that there will be queer representation on the TV. And that was like a great promotional tool for them. But what in actuality has happened is that all of these people who were 
looking forward to seeing something that uh, reflects their ethos, their the way that they are on the TV in a very heteronormative setting, were, as a matter of fact, denied that by the producers, even though they were kind of sold a bill of goods that this is what was going to happen. Mm. Yeah, that's essentially the issue. And right. then also, like, if you want to extrapolate that and talk about the way that, you know, Channel 10 is literally profiting off this. Yeah. Uh, and also, like, the the current sort of social climate with regards to, like, same-sex relationship having having changed quite a bit, like, in the last few years and it being such a shock that this type of thing is still happening. Uh, and, yeah, I mean, we, we talked a couple of weeks ago on, on the episode where Megan arrived in a very optimistic way, I think, about... Um, about representation and discussion of bisexuality on the show. And um, while there has been some, like, uh, good exploration of that or helpful or whatever, uh, this is just a big letdown. So I thought, yeah, we probably needed to discuss it at the top of the show. Uh, We'll talk about it again when it comes up in the recap. But, yeah, maybe there's a little explanation as to why, like, some of the podcasters have taken to drink this week. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, it has been a little trying, um, but as usual, like it's our, you know, it's our pleasure to try and find the good stuff in there as well. Um, and I think there was also some good stuff in these two episodes. Kind of. <laughs> Kelly just made a face. <laughs> um, There's some oh, reasonable stuff. I like Rachel. Yeah, I think oh, Rachel's yeah. pretty good. Yeah, I really liked Sasha as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, both of them kind of got hard done by, especially Sasha. But yeah, um, yeah, there's there's plenty to keep us afloat uh, this week. And I've just remembered. I mean, I've I've been thinking about it all day, but I've just remembered I wanted to dedicate this episode to a very special lady out there in the podcast listening audience. <laughs> Because it's my mum's birthday! Oh. Yay! Hey, mum. I don't think she Lisa, actually listens. it's your birthday. <laughs> Happy birthday, Lisa. Hey, guys, don't dox my mum. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that would be the finest gift anyone could <laughs> uh, Welcome to the new podcast on the Bachelor of Hearts Network called Don't Dox My Mum. <laughs> <laughs> what is the show exactly? Like one hour a week, I just get on mic and be like, please, come on. Don't, don't go Googling. <laughs> <laughs> or I drip free I drip feed clues. <laughs> like I'm imagining a bunch of podcast listeners out in the Glebe River like trying to find a kayak after like <laughs> last week's episode where you talked about your hi- like uh upbringing in uh, Glebe High Schools as a prolific rower. <laughs> around here. <laughs> prolific, prolific rower. That's that's the aptest description of me I've ever heard. <laughs> it was literally I picked that as a school sport because it seemed like the lowest intensity. Like it's a, it's a huge amount of intensity. Oh wait, oh, no. but not like not it like wasn't rowing. like racing. Okay, was, I yeah. think like yeah. Okay. <laughs> I also hey. did lawn bowls. Oh, oh cool. Hey, when you're on your kayak, did you discuss the bachelor with anybody? And did you call them your rose buddy? Mm, no Nope <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it was on TV Or it would have been on US TV But not over here When did yeah. the Australian Bachelor start? It's been going for five and a bit years Okay, so it's still a little baby Yeah, exactly 2013 Goo goo <laughs> <laughs> Yeah <laughs> Alright, we should start our recap um, Of 
Bachelor in Paradise Australia season one, episode 11. Oh my god, don't look me in the eye. Where and do am I that? meant to look? I don't know. <laughs> Eyes to Kelly, the front. It's a, uh, like having been privy to this for two prior seasons of The Bachelor and a season of The Bachelor in New Zealand, it's chilling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm just chilling with my friends. All right. So, Elora explains that she doesn't regret giving Eden her rose, despite his dumb prank with the letter, saying, quote, if someone hurts me, it doesn't mean I want to hurt them. So, we sweep that under the rug and never think about it ever again. I actually really loved this, and it made me uh, really appreciate Elora's integrity that I feel like we hear her talk about, but never quite see. Um, and this is the first time we've seen it because she didn't want to, there was a, some sort of explanation, like she didn't want Eden. Um, she felt as though if she had eliminated him and they hadn't resolved the issue, she knew that he would be really stressed about it and mm. sad. And I liked that. There we go. A nice moment in there this episode. Are. So now we can shit on the rest of the <laughs> two episodes. <laughs> Oh, look, it Guilt shouldn't free. have been uh, Alora's responsibility to have to do that in the first mm. place, and I think mm-hmm. that should be noted, but it was very big of her, I think, to, it was. Mm, yeah. to do that. Yeah. Well, meanwhile, Megan is having a few doubts about her and Jake's relationship, perhaps brought on by her interest in Thomas last episode, uh, and Weiss comes over to Megan and Tara, and there's a great exchange where he says, what are you guys talking about? And Megan says, boys. And then he goes... Good. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry that I missed your party. I wish I had a better excuse. Yada, yada. Um, (laughs) But then, yes, suddenly there are two new arrivals um, for this episode. First up is Sasha, who's 33. She's from Richie's season. uh, I thought she she was from Russia. The next line in my little script here. <laughs> she is indeed from Russia. You might remember she ate a rose on the first night. Did anyone else think that this would be an amazing ad uh, for Rose's chocolates? Oh, yes. her eating the rose. Good point. I I saw she was um she posted an Instagram of the um, roses that they have in paradise, and she was disappointed that they're made out of plastic oh. this time. <laughs> Because the ones that they use, well, at least the ones that, like, I've heard her talk about it in an interview, the one that she bit into, it was, like, coated in sugar to make it stay in the same, like, oh, place. Because oh, it's a real that. rose, but okay. right. they, like, sprayed it with some sugar solution or something, which mm-hmm. makes sense. And she was like, I'd been standing there for so fucking long, I just was bored. I wanted something to do. Yeah. Okay. Um, joining her is Rachel, also 33, also from Richie's season. But she is not from Russia. She is from Perth. I liked Rachel in Richie's season, and I'm glad mm-hmm. to see her return here. Yeah, I don't. I didn't have a bad word to say about her, really. Um, yeah, uh, if we're calling Sasha from Russia, Sasha from Russia, we have to call Rachel from Perth. Rachel from Perth. Yes, understood. <laughs> it's going to make the episode longer, but <laughs> it's just fine. Um, Richie sent Rachel from Perth home after hometowns, and she says she hasn't met anyone since then. What? (laughs) Yeah, that was years ago. You need to get out of the house. (laughs) At least get out of Perth. (laughs) Uh, The two of them greet the rest of the group. They arrive together, and Rachel seems a little starstruck because she has clearly watched American Jared, who, if you remember, we're calling Amjar. Yes. That one we're saving time on, so I think it balances out. <laughs> um, she watched Amjar on US Bachelor. 
What I loved about uh, seeing Rachel get really excited about seeing someone she recognized from TV was that it made me feel like that's what you'd be like oh, yeah. if you were on Paradise uh, or maybe I, any of us uh, yeah. would be like, oh my God, it's this person. I know everything about you totally, because yeah. I stalk you on the internet. <laughs> that's the thing. You'd be like, I know everything about you. But then you'd be like, wait, I probably don't know a goddamn thing. I probably know a pack of lies about you. Mm. So it'd be interesting, right? Wouldn't that be a... Weird dynamic. If he really came in, odd. Hmm. Anyway, uh, Sasha from Russia tells the women she's dazzled by Apollo's abs, to which they say, "We all are." <laughs> <laughs> Just like, shut up, Sasha. We get it. He's hot. <laughs> He's been here for four days. We've all had a chance to take it in. Leah, sensing Rachel's interest in Amjar, decides to stick close to her. A tactical move which will block Amjar from talking to Rachel without going through Leah first. Bachelor in Paradise is kiss chest now, and I am here for it. <laughs> kiss chest. What's kiss chest? Kiss chessy. <laughs> kiss chessy. Yeah, they're a great band, right? <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Xavi, I'm going to out you right now. I'm sorry what? about this. <gasps> he had never heard um, Doodoos and What O's by Kiss Chessy until this what? year. What? I get it mixed up with, uh, can't even think of the name. What's that? They're like zombies, unicorns. Uh, it's like a similar. Ugh, now I've got to Google it. This is terrible to listen to. Hang on. <laughs> I get it mixed up with Hello Goodbye. Oh. Oh, why? Don't know. Did Kiss Chasey have that wanted a song that'll get attention? This is, this is, is that the, the song? Way go- that one. You remember? Yeah, is that. No, I have no idea. Is that doo-doos and what <laughs> Or is that doo-wops and hooligans? <laughs> no, it's not doo-wops and hooligans. Bruno Mars record? You doo-wop and hooligan? How dare you? Uh, hey, do you want to start the a band called the doo-wop and hooligans? No, Max, you're the doo-wop and Xavier's the hooligan. <laughs> what is that supposed to mean? That's what it is. It's like, tag yourself, I'm doo-wop. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the end. <laughs> hey, listeners, leave a review. Please tell us whether you are a doo-wop or a hooligan. I don't know what that is. Uh, Apollo produces a date card with a flourish. And despite the presence of two new people, it is addressed to Kira. And she immediately offers it to Jared, who says yes. And as they're leaving, Sam yells out, Jared, sunscreen. <laughs> fairly good advice. Um... So they arrive at a football field with a dozen or so Fijian kids waiting to meet them. Um, One of them named Bill introduces himself and says, quote, we're just playing a game of touch and wanted you to join. They wanted two people from The Bachelor. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I don't know. Yeah, this is a combination of a sport date, which like I never really have anything to say about. And one of these parenting simulation dates, which always make me really annoyed because it's all about like how do they deal around kids and that sort of thing uh and yeah a producer asks kira the very leading question why do you want to show jared how good you are with kids as if kira had anything to do with the planning of this day (laughs) um and she responds just in case he wants to have babies with me haha too soon too soon we all need to calm down i what i really liked about uh this date actually is that jared was also saying calm down after he uh would say something and i thought that it was really cute that he's picking up some of kira's uh like mannerisms and her sayings Uh, i think that 
happens a lot when you're in a relationship or even just like a friendship with someone. Definitely. Um, I like that. I didn't, I didn't think I noticed yeah, it. Yeah, it was a bit right. of a sign. I think that they, they are like genuinely becoming quite close that I really liked seeing. Mm. And it is the mark of friendship, I think. In the same mm. way as like we were just saying before we went on air, I have started saying fragile. Yeah. And I've started saying... And I've started saying, I'm a big dumb idiot who likes to sniff my own butt, which is what you <laughs> say all the time, Xavier. Yeah, it's kind of my thing. <laughs> <laughs> What's the other thing that I've stolen from you recently, Cal? I'm, I'm oh, trying to think of it. My tattoo. Uh, <laughs> the tattoo. <laughs> oh, a tattoo and uh, an entire look. Yes, that too. Yeah, my whole... <laughs> Personality and being. <laughs> yeah. Great googly moogly is another thing that I say. Oh, yes. Wait, who started saying that? Isn't Me, that I've weird, Al? No, great googly moogly is actually from Maggie and the Ferocious Beast. She mm. said it a lot, um, which is like a child's cartoon. And right. I really like great googly moogly just because, you know what? Like, I, I feel... Like, I don't want to offend people who believe in, in God. And I don't want to say, like I, like, I get really funny around saying, like, oh, my God, and mm-hmm. Jesus Christ <laughs> and stuff like that. So I feel like great googly moogly is not going to offend anyone. It's a good um, one. And it's can you believe about... <laughs> have I talked to you about my religion, which is based around the great googly moogly? <laughs> <laughs> I worship it, them. <laughs> I don't know what... It, I'm in deep waters this episode. I don't know anything about Hollow Goodbye. I don't know anything about the great googly moogly religion I invented. So, Xavi, tag yourself in this uh, image that I've just sent you. Oh. To, our, <gasps> to our Bachelor of Hearts group chat. It's a picture of Maggie and the Ferocious Beast for those of you playing at home. I was, I was wondering what Maggie and the Ferocious Beast was and looking at it, I think I'm a bit of a ferocious beast, honestly. <laughs> Okay, so, yeah, Kelly's Maggie, and I am the pig wearing a (laughs) jumper coming out of a cardboard box. (laughs) It's really captured all of our essences. (laughs) (laughs) Kelly, the female one. (laughs) (laughs) She's in overalls. Oh, true. Yeah, yeah. It could be either one of us. I could be one of you two guys, yeah. Um, it what, what does her she... milk tattoo say? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just wait till I grow a beard, Max, and you're in real trouble. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, I don't know. This is a boring day. It's sprinkled with very boring in the moments where they talk about how the other one will be a good parent, blah, blah, blah. Kira's team ends up winning. Doesn't matter. Whatever. Anyway, meanwhile, Rachel gets talking to Goldie Boy Apollo um, Goldie boy? Yeah, they find out he's from the Gold Coast, and then it's like, ah, Goldie boy, eh? No, I didn't <laughs> it's like see a phrase that. no one's ever said before. Um, and she begins to learn some of the many great things about him, although he admits that he can't knit. How are you guys with knitting? I cannot knit. Neither. But I have knits. I... So... <laughs> this podcast has knits. Ah, uh, there it is. Very <laughs> good. Okay, let's continue. Rachel tries to work out if she's got a shot with Apollo who is pretty diplomatic and explains he wouldn't want to hurt Simone's feelings, although he wouldn't rule it out either. Um, and Rachel, to her credit, she doesn't want to stir the pot either. She's like, okay, well, look, you know, I'm not going to get anyone in any trouble. She knows she's straight up late. But part of this conversation is overheard by Simone, who does lots of neck slicing <laughs> and stabbing sort of gestures. This um, isn't good. 
It's I mean it's it's odd. She she tells the camera stay away from my man, and there's a real focus of like ownership and stuff, which is a mm. problem that we talk about almost every week. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, she's like psycho Simo- psycho sim is coming out. Is that what mm. she says? Yeah, maybe that comes up later. But yeah, it, psycho yeah. sim. Mm. She's doing the the scene from Psycho though, <laughs> you know the shower. It's coming from inside the drain. I don't like scary movies. Mm. I don't like um, them either. Yeah, why would anyone like that? I only like scary movies. That's a lie. Because mm. you love Paddington. That's true. And well, Paddington too. It's in a few scrapes. Yeah, Simone continues taking shots at Rachel in In the Moments and then chats to Sam and Tara about her, saying she doesn't think Rachel is pretty. And then when Rachel runs past, she says, oh, look, the flab. Yeah, which this is like is awful. I hate when they like. I hate that this is coming out of people's mouth, but I always, I also hate that they've just like chosen to air this. Mm. I feel like there was lots of moments with Leah doing this as well, calling girls like big or yeah. things like that, and it's just like, why is this necessary? Yeah, exactly. It's it's like mean spirited. It's mean spirited, and it's like they're airing it so they're like so. Not only are we getting like something negative said about one woman we're also feeling a negative way towards the other like we just end up as this big ball of negativity around these women mm. yeah the only redemptive part of this scene is the way that tara deals with it in particular uh do you recall where she is like don't say that that's not a nice thing to be saying don't let the jealousy monster come out on paradise oh i didn't i don't remember that but no, that's really that cool yeah it yeah. was it was a good thing um for her to be doing uh and it was nice like i felt like Initially, like you did, like, why are we seeing this? This is awful. I understand that we now feel bad about both these women, but then I felt very good about Tara at the same time. Hmm. Well, Tara can do no wrong. So. It's, true. it's true. She yeah. hasn't yet. Um, back on this date, Jared and Kira settle on a picnic rug and discuss their future. Jared rushes ahead and says he wants kids, um, or at least they portray it like he's rushing ahead, although this date is framed to make them have this conversation for yeah. sure. Um, but Kira says, quote, it's going to be interesting because we're in different states. I think that actually works out better for me because I do like my own space, <laughs> which is <laughs> funny when we think about what Jared can be <laughs> like. Um, Jared wants her to come to Melbourne and meet the parents saying, quote, I want to be known as your boyfriend. He tells the camera in an in the moment that, quote, I'm definitely falling in love with Kira. And then we cut to him telling her that, quote, I am falling for you. Interesting things of like this is the biggest declaration I think that we've had on the show. But also like these are two very different statements. Yes. The the in the moment thing where he says I am definitely falling in love with Kira, and then saying I am falling for you. We've talked a little bit about like how so much on The Bachelor hinges on these slight like differences in terms of phrase and that kind mm. of thing. Um, so I wonder if this is telling. Um, or maybe I'm just reading into it too much. Would I do that <laughs> on my Bachelor <laughs> podcast that's two hours in length every twice a week? Your Bachelor podcast. Well, well. Okay. Explain to me um, what you're reading into it, because I'm not sure that I'm with you. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't get it. Mm. I don't know. I think the only thing I'm reading into it is like... Um, the in the moment was probably shot like several days after or something maybe like oh, maybe okay. his feelings would have evolved or something okay. like that yeah I, yeah again i don't really know it's all just uh maybe i don't know what it actually maybe says. it's just maybe it's just easier to open up to like 
um like to a, a reality crew than well his i mean partner? like reality crew that are like trained to like get you to open up and like people like they're not it's not a face-to-face thing. Like, it's certainly much easier to tell other people how you feel about someone than someone else. I guess Absolutely. it can be, yeah. It's easier to play along with Kira and tell her almost what she wants to hear if you're emotionally aware uh, and say that, yeah, no, space is a good idea and, like, the slight d- distinction in language and then, like you say, Kelly, tell the producers how you actually feel. Mm. Mm. And Kira's, like, quite intimidating. And we see oh, little yeah. signs from, um, like, the interactions between Jared and Kira that she does, like, hold herself, like, really strongly. Um, and, like, Jared does, I think, um, pull back a bit in, like, what he says and what he does. Like, I, I don't want to say that, like, Kira's an in charge because I don't think that's the right thing to say. But I, I think she would be intimidating for a personality like Jared who is so eager to please and not upset. Mm. Maybe that's what he needs, though, you know? Um, Oh, yeah. Maybe the reason that I felt weird about this is the next thing he says, which he's like, I'm falling for you, the person you are and the person that you've shown me. Are they two different people? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Anyway, Kira says, I really like you two more and more every day, and they share a kiss. Very good. That sounded eerily similar to the usual sound effect. Really good at kissing. Really good at kissing, yep. Uh, same. <laughs> don't, know what, don't know what to say to that. Max. Yes. <laughs> What's your style? Oh, your style. What's my style? Is this yeah. a Calippo ad? Yeah. Why not? I feel like this what's is an ad flavor? for ice cream in the summer. What's Tell your style? Tell me what's your flavor. <laughs> All right. Well, Asha Cherry. That's your flavor. Oh my god! I I my uh, poison last night was cherry mojitos. Oh mm. no! My favorite drink. Cherry mojito. Like if I was on Paradise, there'd be lots of memes. That's what you'd like, be drinking. Like yeah. you know how there's lots of memes with like Kira drinking the mango daiquiris. Like <laughs> yeah. it would be me with cherry mojitos. <laughs> I'm a real Aperol spritz guy. I at know, least right at the moment. For but sure the thing you is, are. In my real life. Your I'm, real life. <laughs> <laughs> As opposed to your to fake what? podcast life <laughs> well, I mean, in my life Up until a little while ago And I don't want people reading in too much to this And going But in my real life I feel like I just started having Aperol spritzes In the last like year or so And yeah. I think up until recently Every single time I had an Aperol spritz I developed a crush on someone Like that <laughs> Oh, so it's like some sort of like a trigger like reaction. Maybe it's love potion. So I'm thinking like in paradise. I mean, it could cause a lot of problems, but like that's probably exactly what you're looking for, right? <laughs> Do you think now that, that I maybe think about you just it, get drunken feelings? Yeah, because I don't really drink a lot of other. I can just, like, there are certain people who are listening to this who I can picture them looking back and being like, oh, no. he had a spritz that night. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I guess funny. I can't drink them anymore. <laughs> anyway. No, nope, you got to change. No, mm. drink your spritzes. Thank you. I will. In fact, I'm going to have one right now. <laughs> Matter of fact, I've got one now. <laughs> you could have one while you're watching The Bachelor. You could have one while you're discussing it for two hours on this podcast. As a matter of fact, I've got a crush on you now. Wow! Hello, Max! Which one? Oh, yeah, true. It's a three-way podcast now. Yeah, both of you. 
Wow. Yeah, I know. Like I'm a regular Megan Marks. Oh. <laughs> we both had the same reaction. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, Osha surprises the group by interrupting their volleyball game slash daytime hang and says, I've missed the memo, sorry, I've got a shirt on. (laughs) Everyone else is showing off their packages. No, that's groin zone, right? Yeah. (laughs) You can say chestal area. (laughs) Okay, that's what I was going to say. Chestal (laughs) area. Pecs. Thank you. Yeah. yeah, packages, yeah, yeah, yeah. packages. That's Ooh. what I meant. Pe- yeah, yeah. Well, uh, Asha grabs Megan uh, and pulls her away, prompting theories from everybody else about what's going on. Jake says he'll walk if Megan doesn't come back. Interesting. Meanwhile, Simone tries to draw Rachel's attention to Amjar. Oh, and also Kira and Jared return from their date. This is messy. But anyway, cut back to Rachel and Amjar. Um, standing in knee-deep water, uh, getting to know each other as the sun sets. And they talk about how they both love kids. Amjar says nobody who's come in has been his type, and and he hasn't been any of the women's type, considering he's, quote, an American kid who loves the Backstreet Boys. You know, Aussie men are big and strong. They're not, I mean, not every (laughs) Aussie man. I mean, obviously I am, but, Uh. like, there are some out there who are like out of shape and <laughs> well it's certainly like that is the archetype right and i think that that is um the real uh, prescient thing when you when you think about the way that our country is perceived by other countries mm. it's like you have snakes and everyone is ripped and tanned <laughs> and you know is like ochre and i think that that is what jared has come in here and found i actually have really grown to like American Jared Amjar yeah, over the last he's grown on episodes. Me. Yeah. Yep. I think that he's really good. I think that he has had a very tough time and probably deserves to feel more uh, anger toward every everybody who has treated him wrong in this situation. Like, he just keeps getting hard done by at every turn, um, whether that's by Leah or by Eden or later in the episode by another person. There's a lot of things that where I've been very sympathetic to the cause of American Jared because he's so affable and just keeps getting up and keeps getting getting going and finding love. Yeah, you're right. I, I think it takes a lot for him to come so far uh, and, and actually, like, seemingly give it a go. Like, yeah. we assumed, I think, when the uh, international intruders came in that they were just there to kind of stir things up and it didn't seem that serious, and maybe these relationships weren't really going to have any legs. But he seems there for the right reasons. Say it. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, so they stay out in the water until dark, checking each other out and splashing water back and forth and that sort of thing, until Leah eventually notices, uh-oh, cut to a commercial break, drama. <laughs> this is my voice for the rest of the podcast. No. <laughs> So I cut to Thomas. Um, <clears throat> no, keep going. No, I can't. It's making me sad. <laughs> Arrow, like the dog's here looking at you <laughs> right in the eye. Like, what? He's fed up. Anyway, cut to Thomas, weirdly, because he's off the show. But anyway, we look at him. He's somewhere else. He's not... I don't think he's on the island. It's not clear, actually, because they mention he... Like, some of them thought he had gone to Melbourne? 
Yeah. Do you remember that earlier? What? That must be where you depart from. Mm, yeah. But anyway, he uh, he tells the camera it's been a crazy 24 hours, I'll say, being on The Bachelor in Paradise, being off The Bachelor in Paradise, <laughs> and now, huh? Being back on. <laughs> um, he's greeted by Osher, who says, quote, We were sorry that you left so quickly, and we like people to have a fair go in Australia. Interesting. Um, you came pretty much all the way around the world looking for love, and we would like to give you that chance. Uh, and he also tells him that one of the women wanted to get to know him better, and then out she comes. And Megan is here too. This is very strange. This yeah. is really, really, really strange. Is this something that happens a lot on Paradise? I've never seen this happen. Okay. Neither. Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's the guy. A- didn't get a rose, but not only that, but like no one seemed that interested. Like no one even wanted to go on the date with a date card that he had. Mm. Like, but is there? I guess um, at the end of these two episodes, there is an implication that more people are going to start coming back. Yeah. Yep. So is this like was he the beginning of that? I don't understand it because the yeah he he comes back I guess because. He had such a short time and he came such a long way. Or at least that's the way that Osha seems to frame it. But do I say it now? I know who the person is who comes back in the next episode. Yeah, I mean, oh, do you? Time, who is yeah. it? Hey, listeners. Xavier from the future here. Just wanted to dedicate this next part of the podcast to somebody on the Bachelor and Bachelor in Paradise Australia fans Facebook community uh, who told me the wrong name and we're going to talk about the wrong person for a little while. Enjoy. It's Davey. Oh. Which is weird, right? Like, mm. why would you introduce... Da- mm, I Davey don't know. Davey had a go. You know. What I would be interested in if it was Davey and Flo. Mm. Yeah. That's television. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think that it got boring. I think that uh, the Thomas going around in the previous episode and asking all of the women, hey go on a date and all of them are saying no but at the same time Megan is expressing an interest mm. but she's also saying to his face no I'm committed to Jake from the Gold Coast mm. so I think that they have forced her hand and I think that this is their way of manufacturing drama when the nature of the contestants was to play it safe they've yeah. gone well we're throwing safety out the window this yep. is what you're doing come on yeah, it's almost as if there has been some sort of alliance with like the original people that they refuse to like break, and maybe that's the the show saying, "Oh, you're not actually making the rules or determining how this is going to end." Yeah, we are. It probably is Blake's fault in some way. Yeah, yeah, I blame him. <laughs> I do think also there's a there's a minute chance that there's some contractual thing going on, Ooh. and like he has talked his way into. Uh, a longer stay than he ended up getting, and so they've had to just scurry and find a reason for him to come back or something like that. Possible too, yes. Um, but that's just conjecture. Interesting that the last few episodes were rendered completely pointless uh, by mm. the reintroduction of Thomas to Paradise also. Mm. Yeah. Yes. Um, and also, like, I personally think the rules of Bachelor in Paradise are of the utmost importance. <laughs> <laughs> and to have the foundations like shaken like this really has rocked me to my core. Regardless. <laughs> um, yeah, Osha tells them there's a dinner for two waiting for them inside. Uh, and no matter what happens on their dinner date, Thomas will be returning to Paradise. 
So it's not even based on like whether this date goes well, which like it seems to be fine. But yeah. like if it had have gone badly, it's like too bad. He's still coming back. Right? It's like was it Megan's choice? You know what I mean? Like did, was did Osha be like She didn't seem to know about it. I know, I know, I know that, but it's like if she had been given the choice to be like uh you can actually decide whether you want to bring him back to paradise or not mm. would have been way more interesting as well. Yeah, I agree. Not just fairer to the other contestants, but also like more dramatic tension because I, then you're yeah. wondering about her decision. Like yeah, it's I a do fun not... way of raising the stakes. Obviously, like the main job of, of of this show is to like, I mean, manufacture drama. It's such a big part of it. But I feel like there's they could have done this so much better that it almost does make sense that there was a different reason because mm. it did seem to fall flat. Mm. Yep, yep. Thomas asks why Megan didn't say yes when he offered her the date initially. She says, quote, I care about Jake. When I'm with somebody, I'm a very faithful person. I'm used to being a one-man girl or a one-girl girl. When you came in, I thought you were very attractive and a little bit mysterious. There's quite a bit to unpack here. Um, <laughs> I thought this is something I would love to see where it goes. And I would have loved to have that milk bath with you. Like, maybe we're being too harsh on the show for bringing him back and putting Megan in this situation where maybe in fact she was more under the thumb of like Jake and the other people and feeling the pressures of, of like being loyal to, to them. Um, and they gave her a chance to step out of that and make decisions away from the group and say these things that she was feeling, but that couldn't necessarily express at risk of being like ostracized. Mm, that's true. And she did kiss him. Yeah. Wow. Um, I wanted to say something about like um, I think there's there's a danger when portray like I'm I'm shocked that the show eh, no I don't want to give him any credit for this it's fine when when bisexuality comes up in things I think there's a danger and a, a tradition I guess of painting those characters out to be very loose and like just wanting to uh be with everyone because they can or whatever like I think that's a, a stereotype and a, and a trend of, like, bisexuality and entertainment, which is not portrayed often anyway. Mm, mm-hmm. um, but I think that it's good that, like, yeah, I don't know. But I don't want to say that, like, monogamy is good and, uh, you know, uh, multiple partners are bad or anything like that. That's not what I'm saying. You know, it's not worth talking about. But, like, usually, like, given how badly they've handled everything else to do with Megan's sexuality, uh, that was at least... I breathe this eye of relief. I don't know. Thomas says, time is short here in paradise. I know that for a fact, but I think that anything can happen. Which is just some dialogue he's written from, he's read from the Bachelor Handbook, I think. <laughs> you know? Uh, back to the island, Amja grabs Leah and takes her into, a, well, <laughs> doesn't take her into a little bonfire. At the beach. <laughs> that would be a very different type of date. Um, but they sit down, uh, Leah admits to having a jealous streak and Amjar says in, in the moment, timing is everything. If Leah had shown the type of interest and vulnerability that she's showing tonight, two or three days ago, maybe things would have been different. But he then tells her, anyway, I don't know where my head is at and I don't know how I feel towards Rachel. I've known her for four hours, but I'm in paradise and I want to talk to her more as well. And I wanted to be the one to tell you. Great. Yeah, Jared totally won me over this episode and has been the shining light, I think, um, to, for like this episode not falling completely flat on its face. Um, and it's been really cool. I think we did uh, not give him really any like credit 
I don't know. We did. He didn't do. We very shoot much. him away. Yeah. Like yeah. Um. Or maybe their edits just didn't do him any favors. Hmm. Um. I remember Max you saying that he was hot property. Yeah. Um, and I'm now beginning to understand why. And it's like mm. almost with this as well, he's become hotter. I'm like, yeah. wait a second, you are hot. I see it. He's a <laughs> yeah. fairly makes, good looking guy. Makes me worry about my own mind because it maybe it wasn't until people found him appealing that I was like, wait a second, no. he is. <laughs> because it's like he's a fairly good looking guy with extremely good looking like conflict uh, resolution skills. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but it doesn't seem to work for Leah. She's not happy. There's this actually very, very bad Frankenbite dialogue that jumped out at me of her saying, hmm, that is bullshit in like four different registers, which is insane because like, how do they not have any audio of her saying that? <laughs> <laughs> Um, but she says, everyone wants something to fall back on and Jared's my something to fall back on while I wait for something better. Oh. So she's already hoping to move along. We will see how that goes for her. Meanwhile, Megan and Thomas go for a swim, circling each other in the water, and we watch them kiss. Like sharks. Yeah. Uh, we watch them kiss in the water, and yeah, this is the point uh, where we realize that the shot that we were talking about a few weeks ago of Megan kissing somebody with long brown hair while they were both in the water was actually Thomas, and the show intentionally led audiences to believe that this would be a kiss between two women when in reality it definitely wasn't. Uh, so yeah, I think we got a lot of this out of the way at the top of the episode, but you know, Megan's sexuality was definitely used as a prop to draw viewers to the show, giving false hope to queer viewers and reinforcing misinformed opinions about bisexuality to the producers Queer relationships are scandalous and titillating and only worth exploring to the degree that they can be exploited. That's what I wrote about it for fear of blowing up the microphone with a lot of angry and disappointed yelling and crying and screaming and whatnot. Yeah, that's exactly right. You've uh, said it in the, the perfect way. I don't have anything else to add other than that mm. it's disappointing. I also wanted to say shame, <laughs> just because I don't get the chance to really do that that often. Yeah. <laughs> but like that's what it was. It was a shame, and I feel like they've missed out on portraying something in a True. really positive, normal way. Um, and that's I think we touched on this last uh, podcast as well. That not only did they miss the mark, uh, they are almost teasing that they have as well like they keep making jokes about like yeah homosexuality and queerness um between the men and i don't know i i've been having a lot of conversations recently recently with people about how conservative australia still is mm. and it would be interesting to see what it's like um like same-sex couples uh on other countries paradise mm. yeah has there been any U.S. is the only country that has paradise other than Australia. And there hasn't been and any... And there's never been any openly queer, like, yeah. people. Yeah. Yeah. To my knowledge. The thing is like... that they were presented with the opportunity to do something really interesting and to portray and normalize queer relationships in a way that was accessible to an audience that you're quite right, Kelly, I find to be quite conservative. Mm. Let's 
move on and say that this was a missed opportunity and that it could have been handled so much better. Yeah. Yeah. I was having a lot of doubts about like, uh, should we keep encouraging people to watch the program? Because like, I don't know. Well, it's like the situation with Blake as well. Yeah, exactly. Um, That's the thing. Like I have a hard time, like part of the reason, if I can get a little meta here, like part of the reason why I've been writing a lot of notes and making sure that we in detail, like capture everything that happens on the show is because I want this podcast to be listened to by people who aren't watching the TV show mm-hmm. yeah. because I don't want our podcast to solely rest on like people, you know, supporting with their attention and their money and eyeballs and time, uh, the TV show that we find like really problematic and like we're calling shit out about it. Um, but I don't want people to think that they have to be watching the TV show. And it's interesting. I was talking to someone just this week. Um, shout out to Neil who, uh, I, I saw earlier in the week and she said, I am not watching the show, but I'm still listening to the podcast. That's been a feedback from a few people yeah. as well. Yeah. Um, and I love that. Yeah. Which is nice. good. Cause yeah. It's um, good for a number of, number of reasons. Some of them self-serving, some of them not. <laughs> sure. Yes, exactly. But anyway, um, thanks for listening. <laughs> so if you were a fan and you listen, even though you don't watch The Bachelor or Bachelor in Paradise, yeah. uh, leave a review. <laughs> sure. <yeah. laughs> Let us know. Specifically mention my name. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> for a 5% discount? Yeah. <laughs> On the podcast? Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Get it even freer. <laughs> um, anyway, yeah, Megan and Thomas stroll in back to the group together, uh, surprising everyone who, you know, they've been wondering where Megan was, who literally just kind of vanished, uh, and who are shocked by Thomas's return. And I can't believe, like, the goal of the show, the nerve that they try and get me to care about how Jake will react to this. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care. But that's the end of the episode, so we're on a cliffhanger. Ooh, possessive Jake. He looks moody. What will he mumble this time? Um, so I guess we should check in. I don't want this to be so much of a bummer of an episode. You know, even though, like, I think it was a bad week of the show... Are we okay? I'm okay. I think okay. that there were also some positive things to come out of this episode this week, and I would like to concentrate on those, having mm. noted what we've already noted about the way that that was represented. Yeah. I'm very happy that Rachel is in paradise. I like American Jared a lot. Mm. Uh, it's nice to see the exploration of the relationship between Jared and Kira, and there's a really touching moment in this episode too. Hmm. I don't know which one you mean. I can't wait to find out. The Alley and Grant thing? Yeah. Did you find that touching? It was nice. I mean, I Whoa. didn't think that it was false. I yeah, I don't maybe it's not. I mean like maybe I'm because I'm just not that type of person to do that. It just made me cringe. Mm. But what type of person are you? <laughs> Cold out bitch. Man a banana. Jet rap on the podcast. Uh-huh. All right. All right, we better begin with The Bachelor of Paradise Australia. Oh, Can right. I do it? Of course, please. Bachelor in Paradise Australia, Season 1, Episode 12. Ooh, beautiful. Max, did, you look right you... him in the, did you look him right in the eyes when he did it? No, because I've got respect. <laughs> <laughs> I need to work you on my work. eye contact, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> I interrupted you to say the same thing. <laughs> Men. Men. <laughs> Uh, so anyway, uh, Megan grabs Jake straight away in the hopes of explaining what is going on. 
And he says, you've obviously shared a pretty special night because your tunes changed pretty quickly. I'm trying to work on like a version of Jake's mumble that I can do on the podcast that you can understand because I can't good. understand when he talks, but that gets across the fact that he's that mumbly. Yeah, that was great. I think that was okay. very, very um, close to the, close to it. Thank you. Um, hire me for your voice work. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Megan says, I'm not going to lie to you. It was a good date. And then Jake in and in the moment interview says, all these emotions I'm not used to feeling, you know, I genuinely care. And that's something new for me. And it scares me a little bit as well. Poor baby. It's crazy crazy that he's never cared about anyone before. (laughs) But also it's crazy that this is what it looks and sounds like when he cares. I know. It's, it's, I just get nothing from Jake. Mm. Mm. Well, he tells her, I'm so confused right now saying, if it became a really intimate date and something really special, I don't know how I can sit with that. And Megan starts to cry, saying, I'm so sorry. She tries to tell him, quote, it wasn't without warning. It's been a few days of me saying I want something a bit deeper. But he still says, I'm willing to fight if there's something to fight for. But if you can literally change your mind within hours. I hate this so much. What's really interesting, though, is that it seems that like the, the things that bug us about Jake a little bit, uh, we're hearing that from Megan as well. It's like, we want more. You're not expressing yourself that deeply. It's Mm. all very like one dimensional, two dimensional. What do you say? How many dimensions is it? It's just not three. three. (laughs) 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 Upwards of (laughs) one. Wait, Mm. (laughs) upwards of one, (laughs) no more than three dimensions. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds like we've settled on a number. (laughs) (laughs) I've never been very good at math. That's fine. Okay. Um, Well, Jake wipes a tear from his eye. He mumbles something like, I don't know what he can say to you right now. And then he walks away. Uh, And a few of the women walk over to comfort Megan. And we linger on her in this sort of moment of weakness, like focusing in on her tears. And yeah, all I can think about is how terribly she's been treated by the show. Her sexuality has been used as a prop. And now like this, you know, like she's been put into this environment with Thomas, taken away to this date where she had no idea it was happening. And now suddenly she's the bad guy in this argument with Jake. At least the other women came to comfort her. They were, they didn't ostracize her and they seemed to be supporting her. Like no one, like, if anything, they were saying that it, she didn't do anything wrong. And I really appreciated that. Yeah. Mm. Well, the next day, Megan tells the other women she's doing a little better. Meanwhile, Jake tells the boys how upset he is in the exact same of like tone of voice that he uses for everything else. And uh, what else is happening? Apollo checks in with Thomas, who says Megan and Jake are, quote, lacking a deep connection, but he and Megan are, quote, relating on a deeper level. Now, this I think this is the only clue that we get about what either of these relationships are like. Is mm. th- and this word deep keeps coming up over and over again. Yeah. I don't actually really know what they're talking about. I don't know how she, like, how Megan and Thomas could have a deeper relationship than with Jake just by the fact that, like, the amount of time they spent together. Like, I understand that Jake maybe is not the deepest person or has not been opening up that much to Megan or whatever, but also, like... I need a little more information about what these relationships are actually like. I agree. I agree. Um, I think the deep is a coded word for we're having conversations about things that are beyond surface level. And perhaps that is what is happening with Jake. And 
that seems to be it. Maybe Thomas is someone who's unafraid to talk about his feelings. Maybe yeah. she can just hear him. Yeah. <laughs> I, well, yeah. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> he opens his mouth when he speaks. Yeah, exactly. That's a really good, uh, like, what are you doing, Arrow? <laughs> Sorry, Max. No, it's fine. What's happening, he's, the dog? Yeah, he's he really acts up during the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Megan decides that she has to break it to Jake that she kissed Thomas. So she does. Um, and he frowns and squints as this te- tense music plays. Um, we hear Jake in voiceover saying, Hearing that is devastating. It's something that I didn't expect, nor wanted to hear, or wanted to know about. But then Megan says, Kissing Thomas... The whole time I was thinking about you and how good it is with you. And when I came back, it brought me a lot of clarity. And I don't want Thomas. I don't want anyone else. I want to make things work with you. This is fucking dumb. They tried to make me care about Jake's reaction to this and I didn't. And then they pull it back and they're like, ha ha. And I'm like, so what? (laughs) (laughs) I know. I don't like this. This. I didn't. I don't like what Megan said at all in the in the way of it's very like baby listen. I was thinking about you the whole time. Mm-hmm. It was actually good that I kissed someone else. Yeah. Like not that I think that they should be like completely exclusive because I don't think this situation allows that. Yes. Um. But like that was. I hate that. That mm. was so weak, and I actually expected so much more from Megan. Mm. I agree. Mm. I do think the way that Jake handled it was kind of okay, though. Yeah, I also I was expecting a blow up. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I they, was expecting really, a, like the sulks. Yeah, they really yeah. set the table for a Jake blow up, and I think almost like they were probably disappointed that he didn't. <laughs> mm, definitely. Yeah. Um. But yeah, like we'll give him points for that. Uh, a fairly mature response, uh, and the two of them kiss. So good, good on them. I wanted to note the the music here during this scene was really interesting. Did any of you pay attention to it? Uh, I can't remember now. What was it? Like it dance? Like, dance? Did it go? Cold hard bitch. <laughs> I thought, like, I heard the um. Maybe this was afterwards. What do you do with an arts degree? I'm still not sure. I know. That was actually really nice of them to put a little promo for our show on mm. uh, on the TV. And so, thank you to our tens of thousands of new <laughs> listeners. <laughs> and we apologize. Um. <laughs> So Megan grabs Thomas next and tells him, quote, I had to make a decision about whether I was going to continue things with Jake or get to know other people. I got back and I wanted to see Jake and spend time with Jake. And so Thomas asks, what has changed since she said she and Jake were lacking this deeper connection? And Megan basically uh, says she also lacked the right connection with Thomas, telling the camera, quote, we didn't really laugh that much. It was deep, but it wasn't fun. I was like, why are we talking about any of this before the fact? Like, uh, I don't know. I'm so confused. Mm. Yeah. But she tells Thomas, I'm sorry. It's a hard situation. I just have to do what I feel is right for me. And again, I feel like she handles this really well. And I feel like Thomas is a bit of a baby about it. He's like, all right, cool. Well, thanks for the talk. Like, he does this <laughs> real, like, I don't know what you I also I empathize with Thomas, though. Like, what a, yeah. what a whirlwind. Like, what oh, yeah. is going on? Yeah, and especially because I believe that, like, he was brought back on the premise that someone really liked you and wanted to spend more time with you. True. And then they had that moment, and then all of a sudden that's taken away from him again. Like, I, 
I do empathise with him. Oh yeah, that's right. That's true because like, what are his chances at this point? Mm. Mm. Um. Anyway, Sasha from Russia. Remember, she's on the show. <laughs> oh, Russia, um, Sasha. She, I mean, she really is kind of just here to. Max, we've lost you. You are minutes behind. No, I'm here. Max. Oh. There's a big delay. You're I don't think dropping. there yeah, was. I'm talking was to the oh, you're back. You. Hi. Everything's good. Okay. I think he was just late to say <laughs> Sasha from Russia. Oh, Russia, Sasha. Yeah, it took me a second. That's fine. I'm not <laughs> if you could be quicker, Max. <laughs> oh, is it? You were just doing a story? Is that why I missed it? Uh, yeah, I was doing a story. I see. Oh, maybe uploading the story took some of your uh, bandwidth. Oh, the bandwidth. We should start a band called Width. <laughs> All right. I'm thinking about starting a band called Toadie from Neighbours. Oh. <laughs> All right. How come? <laughs> I just think that's a funny, funny good name. Mm-hmm. What's his last name? Rebecca. Oh, wait. Rebecca Noonan. Excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I should start this band. Max, we should be in a band together. I agree. Mm. Kelly, we should be in a band together. No. Oof. Hi. Kelly, we should be in a band together. Yeah, that would be so no! good. Yes! Do you need a different guitarist to the one you have in Max Quinn? Yeah, yeah. That guy, uh, He, I think he's busy with other projects. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Toadie from Neighbours. <laughs> my, my new band. Anyway, Sasha from Russia gives us some exposition. This bit is complicated. Please bear with me. Apparently, Leah told Sasha that she was thinking about leaving, even though she was confident that she was going to get a rose from American Jared, even though American Jared seems more interested in Rachel than Leah. Sasha asks Rachel, do you reckon she's playing mind games? And then says to camera, Leah, 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 this is the biggest trouble in paradise. <laughs> I've always really enjoyed Sasha's like commentary. Yeah. yeah, I think the show doesn't really know what to do with her outside of that, but she's so good in these in the moments that like it's just a joy to have her back. Yeah, she's a great narrator, and it makes sense in that reason. Like that's part of the reason I'm sure why she was brought back as well. Obviously, mm. for a second chance at love too. Yes. Um, does it happen? We'll see. Right? Here on Love Island, mm. what? everyone falls in love. <laughs> it's another show. Yeah. Anyway, with that said. We, I really like Sasha, but also like is like let's let's have a look at how we're thinking about Leah at the moment. Leah has been, I guess, pretty unpleasant, or at least at times, sure. But also, she's been publicly rejected like a handful of times now, like four or five times on yeah. TV. And yeah. so there is a degree to which I can understand some of her behavior. Um, and yeah, Leah's talking about leaving. I feel like it actually might not be that terrible of an idea at that at this point. Tara says, it'll be sad to see you go, Leah, but I just want you to be happy. Um, which is fairly well aligned with my views on it. Although Simone says, I'm sick of hearing about it. I'm so bored by it. I just want her to bloody leave. Those, those Do- are my views on it. Simone so and you feel I are, both- more, are more aligned. Right. Okay. Yeah, I agree. I mean, yeah, it's a... Uh, Simone was wearing on me a little bit because I feel like when you complain about someone else being boring, that's also kind of boring, in my opinion. True. Um, yeah, I can see it from either perspective. Although later in this episode, Kira did drop a very good boring. 
Yes. Oh yeah. That's true. I I just don't think that Leah's giving us anything but complaining. Mm. Uh, yeah. Like if she had like Simone complains and whines a bit. True, but she also gives us a lot of like one quality entertainment. Two, I think she is kind of genuine. And three, she like is really putting herself out there to fall in love. Leah is like kind of none of those things for me. I don't mm. even think she's particularly trying to like to find love at all. Mm. Mm. It's almost like that the issue that I had with Kira first time around mm. of just being like, you're having so much of a bad time. Maybe you just don't need to be here anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I also, I have that compassion for her that I think Tara does. And obviously Tara knows her a lot better than I do. <laughs> I've spent quite a bit of time with her. Like, <laughs> um, anyway, uh, this is that sweet moment that you mentioned, Maxwell. Uh, Grant takes Allie for a walk along the beach. We watch them kiss for a while before he says, quote, you only get to say it for the first time once. You make me so happy. Seriously, I love you. And she says, I love you too. When I look at you, I know like 100%. I love you so much. And then in the moment, she says, never had anything like this before, ever. This is something that I've wanted all my life. I would die for this person. That's where it gets too much. That it uh, got yeah, that's, too much. I'm on board up until there. Yeah. But then she's like, I would die for this. But I'm like, whoa, whoa okay. where'd that come from? We don't need that part of it. You, mm. we, don't need no, we don't need no dying for no, no grants. It's almost like um, the producers weren't expecting a love declaration to happen at all. Mm. And so yeah. when they get it from her, they're like, what else? Yeah. Like, what else can we make you say? Mm. Yeah. Like, it'll be interesting to see what happens over the next couple episodes. Yeah. If they bother to give any screen time to Grant and Allie, which they barely have in the last ones anyway. Yeah. This was like, oh, by the way, people are actually falling in love here. Back to the drama. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It it is telling about the actual focus of the show that this is probably the first decent chunk of screen time that either of them or both of them, I guess, have had in like half a dozen episodes at this yeah, point. Yeah, uh, it's uh, definitely the first decent chunk of screen time that they've had as a couple uh, that doesn't involve some other amount of drama r- relating to Kira. Yeah, yeah. True. The two of them reacting to other things or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Mm. yeah. Um, I, I thought it was really nice. Um, it affirms my theory that they will there will be an engagement at the end of the season and I think that it will be now from from Grant. How do you feel about that? Mm. I still think it's going to be Sam and Tara. Yeah. Interesting. Uh yeah, I mean I could I could see the case for either of them. I think uh like betting websites and tipsters and stuff have got Tara and Sam with slightly better odds. Yeah, like my thing is I think it's going to be Tara and Sam and I think Ali and Grant is I think the only thing that would make it seem like putting that edit on what Ali said and it being so intense is that I feel like it could be a very dramatic end to their relationship. Uh, it's going to crash and burn, you reckon? That's what I think. They would love that. Yeah, I don't know. That's my feels. Mm. It, it could just be like... I mean, not necessarily like a red herring or whatever, but it could be like we're try- we're supposed to think that this will be the proposal, mm. and then in reality, it'll actually be Osher and Wise, <laughs> <laughs> you know, or something. Yeah, that'd be sick. Well, a date card arrives, and it is for Rachel. Sorry, Sasha from Russia. <laughs> mm. um, she offers it to Amja, who says yes, and soon we watch them set off on. A boat! 
Yeah, yo. Last time you got annoyed because I didn't put sound effects in, but it was because I thought yours were so good. How do you feel this time? Maybe both. Both? Put in both. Wait, go back and edit them into last week's no, episode? No, put the, put the sound effect, but also keep my... Okay, perfect. And where would you like the sound effect? Just here? <laughs> and done. Good, good, good. <laughs> I hate you. Um, I love you too. Do uh, you ever find that um, Xavier just edited, edits the podcast to make him sound very together and eloquent while we flail around like... <laughs> <laughs> I would never <laughs> cut a single word that came from either of your beautiful brains <laughs> and handsome mouths. <laughs> Mine's the tag yourself on the handsome mouth. <laughs> um, Thank you for saying such nice things about my handsome mouth. <laughs> Anytime. Listeners, go into your iTunes review and uh, tell us if you're a handsome brain or a, uh, what a is it? Beautiful brain, a beautiful brain or a handsome mouth. Got it. I should have gone with two alliterations. No. This is why my brain is not as beautiful as yours. <laughs> but in editing, <laughs> I'm going to sound super funny. And your mouth? Fucking hot. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All hot mouth. <laughs> That's what they call me. Maybe a hot mouth from Rescue Newton. Oh, God. <laughs> it's got a good ring to it. Even better than my already too long name. <laughs> And by the way, this episode is still dedicated to my mum who gave me that name. <laughs> Happy birthday, Lisa. <laughs> Lisa. Please don't dox my mother. <laughs> 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 All right. Um, they arrive at a grassy area where around 20 Fijian men are sitting on the ground. And one of them explains that they'll be participating in a kava ceremony. He explains that kava is a traditional Fijian drink, and some preliminary Googling will tell you that consuming the drink is a form of welcome, and it figures in many important socio-political events. So this is a real thing, and Rachel's reactions to it... Disrespectful. Mm. But what I really liked, and I don't know if you're going to, is if this is part of the recap or not, is this is another thing that like made American Jared uh, shine to me was that he was so, he was not being judgmental of how Rachel was reacting and he was being supportive. And I think that's shows that they might be a really good couple together. Yeah. Like, he was kind of teaching her to be a bit more respectful, but in a really gentle, like encouraging way. Yeah. And it was a really nice moment. I think. In, if I was in this situation, I would have been. I would have dealt with her behavior worse. Yeah, like I would have complained more, as I'm about to do. <laughs> um, but yeah, you're right. Like that's a testament to the fact that their relationship probably has some potential. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, to Rachel, it looks like quote the dirtiest dirty water I've ever seen, and she asks if they use sanitizer. Um, yeah, it's uh, American Jared's a little bit more respectful, and like you said, like he's guiding her towards you know being a bit more respectful as well. I do question the motives of having this date in the first place. I don't think necessarily it's there to shine a light on traditional Fijian culture. I think more than likely it's like we just want to play the wacky xylophone music so somebody can be I like, think, "I drank dirt." Oh, it's it's near the witchy grubs. I like, think it's important that they do do stuff like this to acknowledge that they are in Fiji. I agree. Um, and I don't know. You can't really guess how Rachel's going to react in this moment, but I think it is like going back to what I said, American. Jared, we could be seeing some really genuine feelings because, like, he didn't criticize her. He didn't go into, oh my God, how annoying. I'm so, like, frustrated with this person. Like, he's 
instinct and like automatic reaction was to help her be better. Yeah. So that feels really real to me. So I'm really excited to see more of American Jared and Rachel. Hmm. Um, has anyone, have either of you tried Carver? No. No. I have. Oh. Yeah. Cool. In, in what context? Uh, it, like to give some credence to what Rachel is saying, it does very, very much look like you are about to drink a bowl of dirty water. But what it is actually is like, uh, not spiritual. It's like a, it's the national drink of Fiji. Like that's what they call it. And it's, it does not, I personally, I didn't like the taste of it either. And it makes Mm. you like the intent of it is that you sort of go numb and tingly and funny. Um, Mm -hmm. it's sort of like, it's a little bit like of a high feeling. Like it's somewhere in between on the drunken high spectrum. I think Osha tweeted, um, I feel like maybe he did, maybe I'm wrong, something along the lines of like, I, uh, oh yes, Rachel, I remember my first Carver experience too, and or like maybe it was from the Bachelor in Paradise Twitter, about her ha- being like, I feel amazing. Mm, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, it's... Um, That's it. It certainly it <laughs> I remember does stuff to you. When I was like, uh, I was probably like 15, 16 years old. And I was in a park with my friends and we ha- we were listening to like, so all of the rock and roller stories play, plays pretty for baby on my Sony Ericsson phone. Uh, and we were all like for the very first time, like having, we had snuck out some carver from like our parents throwing a party or something like that. Um, this, uh, this joke's not working. Kelly, are you listening? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> What's your first drunk story? Do you remember the night you got drunk for the, the first, first time? The first time I got... It's pretty bleak. Oh, let's not then. No, I mean, it's not. It's just we were very young. Mm. Um, I was quite young. Um, we drank Passion Pop mm-hmm. and Sambuca. Mm. What a combination. Wow. Um, and, like, we were 13. Yeah. You're not really built to be drinking at that point and my friend had to get her stomach pumped and Ooh. that was my first introduction oh. to drinking alcohol. Yikes. I was 16, I got drunk on the beach with my friends, and it was fine. I was 17, <laughs> I had my very first beer. Oh, yes. Um, we got to talk about this Leah blow-up situation. Um, shot after shot, filmed from like at least 100 metres away, yeah. of Leah running her mouth at different producers and it's it's cut together like this. It looks horrible. She says, I don't want to be here because I'm just exhausted with all of it, the process. It's one thing after a fucking another. I just don't give a fuck. I really don't give a shit. And, like, they cut that together like it's all one sentence. And the way I just said it makes it sound like it's all one sentence. In my opinion, it could be from a bunch of separate conversations. It could even be from, like, the entire span of Bachelor mm. in Paradise. Yeah. But yeah, it's it's also like interrupted by in the moments with Eden saying she's almost at boiling point and Kira saying someone needs to slap some sense into her, which is like pretty yuck. I just didn't like any of this. I I get that they're trying to do another like, whoa, freak out, like on a rampage sort of thing. But at this point, my patience for that is kind of done. I actually thought Eden's confessional was okay. And it is interesting that he has come back from his dalliance with Alora and also his dalliance with fucking insanity and has returned to be someone who is giving sane confessionals again as like a practical observer of what is happening. Mm. 
I don't remember being super impressed by it, but maybe he said something else. He does a couple over the course of these, like, about Leah and her relationship with Amjar and how it pertains Mm. to Laura. And this is the first one where he's like, she's almost at boiling point. And if you look at it like a sequence of, like, the commentary through Eden's eyes over the course of three confessionals, it's actually, it stacks up. Yeah, okay. I'll, I'll credit that. Um, well, back on the date, Rachel and Amjar relax at a picnic rug and they discuss their options. Um, Amjar feels that with Leah, there just wasn't a romantic connection, telling her, quote, you were the first girl to walk in that showed a lot of interest in me. She asks, are you still feeling like you'd want to hang out with me after today? And he says, yes. So, successful date. <laughs> Bravo. Yay. I love having this conversation at the end of a date. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, back at the island, uh, warning, make sure you're, like, strapped in to your seatbelt because you're about to get fucking whiplash from this weird show. Leah says, and there's no explanation for why, she goes, I've gone from wanting to leave and being sick of being hurt. I've realized I really do want to stay in paradise, and hopefully I can have the happy ending everyone else seems to have found. What? Where did this come from? Mm. What, who told it? What? Mm. I don't understand that at all. Um, Simone breaks the fourth wall in an interesting way, telling her, quote, girls outside can relate to that, you getting upset over a guy. If you walk out, people are like, oh, you're just jealous and all that. But you getting heartbroken, it's endearing. I think that's really interesting. Yeah, it really is. It's interesting in the way that he's talking about public perception as it, like, they're discussing the public perception on the television. We don't see that that Mm. often. Uh, anyway, Osha rocks up to tell them there'll be a rose ceremony tonight, but first, the cocktail party. And then there's this quite fun exchange. Um, Tara says, maybe if Leah walks early, we won't even need a rose ceremony. And Kira says, she's not going to. She's so dramatic. And then Rachel cracks up laughing. She's like, coming from the most dramatic person on The Bachelor. I love (laughs) that that's just her referencing knowledge that she has from previous seasons as well. I'm living for her being like a Bachelor stan. Yeah, I know. Everyone is so in character. Yeah. And I think Rachel's new character, like, which I would never have thought of during her initial run, is like someone who watches a lot of Bachelor. I know. She's familiar with American Jared. She knows what Kira's character trait is. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's really funny. <laughs> but anyway, we go to the cocktail party. Leah steals Amjar away, and they sit in the swing chair together. There's some really choppy audio editing here, but she essentially seems to say that if Amjar offered her a rose, she would take it, but if Thomas offered her a rose, she would leave. Amjar says, We're near the end of paradise. And I don't think you and I could get to any place where I could continue something after the show. So it makes me wonder if you should really stay specifically for me. Again, just explaining everything perfectly. Like, Perfect. Yeah, yeah. You couldn't ask for anything more from no, me. No, he does such a good job. And I feel like he's just taking a lot of blows on this. Sh- and not even the good type. Yeah. <laughs> like- <laughs> <laughs> well, he might be. Like, yeah. That's not mm. what I was talking about. <laughs> Um, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Leah feels differently, but she leaves the decision in his hands. However, Amjar really seems pretty set on giving Rachel his rose. He even tells her this to his face. I'm sorry, to her face. Uh, when she asks about the rumor that she's heard that he had promised his rose to Leah already. And so Amjar 
he's confused. He goes, he tries to figure out this like mess of scuttlebutt and hearsay. This is what I feel really sorry for because he just went through the um, being dragged into this uh, situation that he doesn't deserve to be dragged into uh, now with the Leah situation and last week with the letter. Yeah. yeah. Just completely like confused and upset that he's involved in hurting someone when he never had the intention to. Mm. It's almost as if they can, like, just knowing that he's been on Paradise a couple of times before, they're like, we're going to put him through the fucking ringer. Like, yeah. <laughs> he can deal with anything. Yeah. And, like, it's true. He's probably picked up some of these sort of coping skills and stuff from being in these exact environments. Exactly. Before. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He has amazing coping skills. Mm. Um, so, yeah, he, he goes over and tries to figure things out uh, with Kira, who uh, is... Jared is sitting next to her because they're a couple um, and they're talking about it for a while and at one point Jared interrupts them and, and asks are Simone and Leah working together and Kira <laughs> this is the best Kira says what? no 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 shush Jared you don't even know what's going on and pushes him away <laughs> pushes him out of the picture I love that like, I I didn't really think about that being the dynamic of their relationship until yeah. I saw that. And then, mm. but I really like it. That's the thing. It, that that makes it realistic to me. Yeah. Like yeah. seeing that there is a bit of a power dynamic. Yeah. But like seeing both of them also being like pretty genuine in terms of the personalities exactly. that we, we yeah. seem to And think he they have. likes Kira being emotional. He likes Kira, you know, being strong willed and having the power. So yeah. I don't feel bad for him. It's no. just It seems to be but what both of them want from exactly. a relationship. And I'm like, fuck yeah, I'm okay. here for it. Great. Yeah. Yeah. Shockingly. You know? Yeah. Shockingly I'm pro Jared and Kira now. I know. Mm. It's wild. <laughs> <laughs> How do we end up here? Um so we cut are you done? <laughs> it's just that I always do it. I always hit myself in the face with the mic. But that's the first time. Mm. Just be glad I've never hit you in the <laughs> head. With okay. The I bet he edits that one out. <laughs> <laughs> no, I would never. From my handsome mouth. <laughs> Go quick. I want to eat. All right. So we cut to the rose ceremony. There are eight men, eight roses, and nine women. Wait, so who ate roses? Uh, <laughs> <Sasha> from Russia, <laughs> right? Uh, yeah, one woman's going home. <laughs> That's really funny. Thank That's you. Uh, Apollo picks Simone. Sam picks Tara. Grant picks Ali. Jared picks Kira. And they do a little kiss on the cheek, and she says, "Don't ruin my lipstick." <laughs> <laughs> um, and then Thomas, dun dun dun, picks Rachel. Oh, why? It's sort of a bombshell, I guess. It's unexpected. Maybe he's just like, I'm going rogue. Nothing's working out for me. He's trying to be interesting. Then it's not working out for anyone. Mm. Yeah. What I would have liked, and not to spoil the end of the rose ceremony, but I guess we already know what happens. I would have liked him to pick Sasha. Me too. Yeah, me Given too. That yeah. He he just got given like this huge second chance from mm-hmm. the series. Mm-hmm. You would think maybe he'd be a little bit more sympathetic to another person who entered super late and went on zero dates yep. and like not necessarily predicting that she's going to go home, but also like you knew Rachel was going to be fine. Like yeah. people are fighting over her. Yeah. Yeah. And you're not even one of them. No. Yeah. Mm. Anyway, Jake picks Megan. Uh, Eden picks Elora, who beams with joy, even though. I don't really know what their connection looks like at the moment. No. Mm. Like, we haven't looked at either of them in the last couple of episodes. Mm. This was interesting as well. I noted this as well. Mm. Uh, 
but I'm excited to see if it's anything. Yeah. Well, yeah, we will. Considering we will it was a disaster last time right. we saw them. Yeah. Uh, so at this point, Amjar has to pick between Leah and Sasha, and he picks Leah. Before taking the rose, Leah says, I've said all week that I was going home. And then Kira goes, boring. <laughs> <laughs> Which is funny and good timing. It honestly. was great. Mm. I was so sad that American Jared picked Me Leah. Me too. Mm. He's too, I think he was being too nice. Like I felt uh, maybe he had that, felt that enormous pressure on him to mm. like, I don't know. It just, I and was maybe super he f- bummed he out. he could sense that this was the conclusion. Like because she had set up, you know, saying... I'm only going to stay if I get a rose from you. Mm. Uh, he was like, well, that narratively has enough like resolution to it that maybe I should just do it and we'll yeah. work it out next episode. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I don't know how much he's aware that he's a character in a TV show, but like, obviously he's <laughs> part of it. Yeah. Um, anyway, at this point, Kira leans over and, and whispers, you're all talk, Leah, which is like very insidious. Yeah. Anyway. That's all, yeah. Spooky. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Um, Sasha got screwed over. Uh, she says in her exit interview, Thomas and I had a really good chat and then he gave his rose to Rachel, who he hardly knows her name. So yeah, he was just full of shit. I have very limited amount of fucks to give, to be honest, so I'm not sparing my fucks on this shit. <laughs> and I'm sitting there like, me either. <laughs> good. Um, and that's, yeah, I would love if they would be so generous as to do the... F- fucking same thing they did with Thomas and for Sasha. Sasha yeah. Oh, yeah. Right? yeah. Would, would it kill him? It's not going to happen. Unfortunately not. No. Uh, so, I don't know. Another angry podcast next week. <laughs> <right>? <laughs> <laughs> uh, and speaking of next week, uh, maybe Leah storms off again. Yeah, that's the Great. implication. That- and yeah, there's another new arrival and we just talked about it. It's going to be Davey. So, we'll see how he I'm still hoping in. that it's Flo as well. Yeah. I mean, we because that'd be great. But that would be really good. Mm. Yeah. And it's a missed opportunity if it's not. Yeah. Mm. But that's it. That's all it is. Okay. There isn't any more. So, please take the time now to say goodbye. Um, <laughs> it feels very <laughs> fake when I just say it out of nowhere. But it is true. We came here to make friends. Uh, and if you would like to, uh, we would l- we would love it if you would rate and review and maybe subscribe if you haven't on, to the podcast on iTunes or Stitcher, and find us on social media at Boh Pod or Bachelor of Hearts and share the podcast around mm. with your friends. Oh, wouldn't it be nice? <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh my god, what's his character? I don't know. <laughs> Please take care of each other. <laughs> Thank you, Max and Kelly. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. We, we love, love you. you. Go have an love eat. You. Goodbye. Bye bye. Wish you all the best. Bye. Bye. Bye.